have to be creative in your ways. And it's more of, you get to spend more time with the patient as opposed to going in, doing vitals, getting your assessment and leaving. Like this is more one-on-one, -on -one. you're with the kid, you're there, you're attending appointments, you're spending time with them. It challenges you to be creative. Hey everybody, welcome to Stronger Than You Think, a podcast by Youth Villages, and I'm your host, Sam Coates. In each episode, you'll hear a story of passion and resilience from an employee of Youth Villages, one of the top children's behavioral and mental health organizations in the country. Children with emotional and behavioral challenges and their families face unimaginably difficult circumstances, and it takes a committed, well-trained, and supported person to show up for these children and youth every day to help them find their path to well-being. Join us to hear from individuals as those on the front lines of this work as they talk about their career journeys and how their own personal experiences fuel their passion, making a difference every day. Our guest today is Lindsay Lewis. After growing up and seeing her aunt battle cancer, Lindsay said that she wanted to be a nurse since she was a young child, but her career didn't start easy. Lindsay had dropped out of college and then one day, decided she would go back and give it 100% and get her nursing degree. She would then finish first in her class. Lindsay then came to Youth Villages, where she says she gets to see the impact daily with the kids. Lindsay is now the nurse manager with Youth Villages at the Residential Rose Center. Before we get going at Youth Villages, as you know, there are several different programs that each guest may reference. Today, Youth Village's residential programs help girls and boys ages 6 through 17 with serious emotional, mental, and behavioral issues on campuses in Tennessee and Georgia. Our goal is to provide specialized therapy and support so that youth can overcome challenges and go home or to less restrictive care as quickly as possible. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Lindsay, great to see you. You too. What's it feel like to get your own podcast? Crazy. I never <laughs> thought I would be here. <laughs> Look at you now. Yes, I'm going to be a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like for someone that is a nurse that is trained for it, studies it, comes out and has a lot of options, but for you to focus your career here at Youth Villages at the Rose Center? So every day I learn something new, whether it's related to nursing or not. It's a different experience than hospital setting or nursing home, and I wouldn't change anything about it. The kids are awesome, and they just give you life. Like, you know, I'm getting older in my 30s, and they just have a way of just making us feel young. And What kind of nurse is it for, and who is it not for? Let's start with who's it for. Who's it for? You have to be tough. You have to be dedicated. You have to be compassionate because there are hard days, very hard days. And you'll think, oh, my gosh, this is it. I'm done. But you have to have that ability to draw the line, like have your boundaries with the kids, like emotional boundaries, physical boundaries, and just be tough, compassionate, love the kids, because we love them all. But, you know, they come from a very tough past. A lot of them have 
been through more than me and you probably ever have. And so just to listen to them and care for them and just so they can build trust. Did you have a tough past? Um, I've had my bouts of toughness, um, more so in my 20s than anything, but yes. You finished number one in your class, is that right? Yes. And you worked for a podiatrist office and for 11 years and you dropped out of college? Yes. And then you go back and finish top in your class and then you come to Youth Villages. What's it like to go through in your 20s an important time from a career standpoint to where it sounds like some of this, I'm, I'm just assuming, based off my own experience or others, where you might feel lost or might not know exactly what you want to do with your life. So when I made my mind up to go back to school, I gave it 100%. Working 40 hours a week, going to school 40 hours a week, it's very difficult. It's very challenging. And trying to maintain a life also outside of both of those things, um, I just got in there, I dug in, and I wasn't giving up. I was going to give it my all, and I was going to finish. Was that just a choice? Yes. Because what would have happened if you didn't make that choice? I would still be in the podiatrist's office, working nine to five, cutting toenails, (laughs) not, you know, not doing great things with kids. Is life better this way? Yes. Because you feel, you see the impact? I do. I do see the impact daily with the kids, even if it's just a, you made me smile today, or thanks for listening. You know you're supposed to be there. Who's it not for? If you're looking for the contemporary nursing, this isn't for you, because we don't do standard nursing things all the time. I mean, we do. We do med passes. We bandage boo-boos, things like that. But this is definitely way different than hospital nursing home setting. So you're saying it's just not the standardized way? No. That somebody might think. You're going to be more challenged? Yes, every day. We talked a little bit about that a few minutes ago, but can you elaborate on maybe the dynamic aspects of the work or the different challenges or just, you know, the different types of responsibilities, all the different things that you're kind of a part of? So in a regular setting, you don't have to think outside the box. With us, kids are creative, and we deal with kids who have traumatic pasts, who have self-harm issues, things like that. So we have to think outside of the box because they are always outsmarting us outwitting us, um, who knew you could use something to self-harm with, a Band-Aid paper. So it's just you have to be creative in your ways. And it's more of you get to spend more time with the patient as opposed to going in, doing vitals, getting your assessment and leaving. Like this is more one-on-one. You're with the kid. You're there. You're attending appointments. You're spending time with them. So it's just very different and it challenges you to be creative. Do you have to build a relationship with the child? Yes. As the nurse? As the nurse. You can't just do the work? No. Why is that? Nurses are, you know, the caregivers, the compassionate ones. So kids tend to lean towards us more so, you know, than 
anybody else. So we are there from the moment they walk through the door. We are asking them questions. Hey, why are you here? What can we do for you? How can we help you? Making sure they know their medications. And just we're there from the start. So we're building that relationship from the minute they walk in. And we just carry it through. We see every kid every single day. And we're giving them meds. You know, we're talking to them. And we're building relationships, rapport. If you don't have good rapport, you can't get anywhere with them. What do you mean? Like you, they're going to challenge you. They're not going to want to listen to what you have to say. Like, they're going to be like, I don't need these meds. So you have to teach them and kind of put them under your wing and just take them and learn and advocate for their health and well-being. It seems like Youth Villages is very focused on every touch point of the child's experience. So even something like nursing, it's not just go outsource nurses to take care of the kids. It sounds very intentional about the experience. And the approach by the nurse is similar to the approach by someone in a different part of Youth Villages, but it's about putting the kid first, putting the child first, building relationships. So then you could do whatever it is, your specialty, the best way possible. Is that fair? Yes. Was that hard to get used to at the beginning? It was, but I'm kind of a people person, and I like to get to know the kids and, you know, their background. And so I read their referrals before they even come in. So I do have kind of insight into what they're there for. And so just putting a face with a name and just really seeing them as a person and not judging them off their past. What do you think most needs to continue to evolve and improve within your field and with the work you do? Is there anything that you saw going to school that maybe there's some gaps? Oh, it's way different than what I've studied or learned. So we are ever-changing. We have to be adaptable to change all the time. I've already said this, but think outside of the box every single day. And you don't do that in school. It's pretty textbook this is the procedure, this is the way you're going to do it, and this is way different. People compare it to school nursing, but it's nothing like it. Earlier you were talking about how smart kids are, and you can't get things past them. Is that what you said? Yes. Can you elaborate on that? So these, our kids, our young people, definitely listen to everything. They are very aware of what's going on. What you say, what you do, how your body language is, they are always aware. So you have to always be positive and always give them positive attention that they need in the moment. They're smart. Yes. And if you have an agenda or you're not trying to really think about them and what they need, they're going to see right through it. Correct. And so you're saying that the more you continue to try to understand and connect with each child, the more they're going to see that authenticity and the more that you're going to be able to do what you need to do and they're going to be on board with it. Yes. So just a very clear observation that you have is things are fast. They're moving all the time. There's a lot of different situations that you're in and you can't just follow steps one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight every single day. But why are they so aware of you, of what's going on around them, and how are they so street smart? Um, It's their background. It's where they came from. They have just been through 
some stuff, um, some traumatic things, and they are very aware of everything and everybody. They can read you. Like, if you're in a bad mood, what's wrong? And it's like, you didn't even say anything yet. They just know. They're like, where are you going today? Why are you dressed up? Because, <laughs> you know, scrubs is usually our go-to, but they know everything. Like, they just pick up on any emotion that you have. So, always being positive puts off positivity onto them. And so you're saying they've grown up not being able to take things at the word of it. Yes. So they've been having to read situations and read people through their own eyes because they can't always believe what they're told or what they hear. Yes. And our kids have a hard time believing and trusting us. So it's like, I'm going to bring you a Band-Aid. No, you're not. And it's like, we do what we say we're going to do. That's one of our missions here at Youth Villages. And that's what we do. And that when you take it to them, they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you did, really brought me a Band-Aid. That consistency that we've heard elsewhere, when you do that with your work and you don't let them down, that just makes you connect with them even more. Yes. And you're saying that people are skeptical. Yes. And so the more that you continue to be consistent and do what you said, which is sounds like one of your own principles— just the more impact and the more you can at least start to develop that relationship. Yes. Have you always worked in the girls' facility? I have. Is there a story that comes to mind of a girl that you've worked with that fits with what we're talking about that's come in, that's been just coming through a lot of things on our own and skeptical about you, skeptical about the place, doubtful about the love and connection and anything that you can see where their life got changed? Yes. So the one girl that comes to mind, she was a 16-year-old. She was a diabetic. She did not take care of herself before she got to us. She wanted to do things on her terms. She did not want to allow nursing to help her with her diabetic compliance or with her insulin regimen or anything like that. So Building rapport with her was tough. She had like this shell up, this wall that, you know, we had to break through. Being the nurse manager, I had to, she was one of our first brittle diabetics. So I had to attend doctor's appointments with her and go, you know, to all these places with her, teach her about her insulin regimen and We got to a point where we had a connection, like in the middle of the night, they're calling me, hey, this is going wrong, whatever. And so I would get up and I would drive to work and be like, okay, what's going on? And figure out with her. So she knew that I cared for her health and well-being. And before she left, um, we weren't on the greatest of terms. She was a teenager. She had, you know, problems. She had come from a terrible past. And so, you know, she got to the point where she was like, okay, I can take care of myself. They've taught me everything. And uh, we weren't on great terms when she left, but she has since sent me a letter and stated how I helped her, uh, how I was able to teach her and how appreciative she was for the service that we gave her. And it is 
so emotional because one of the toughest kids that we've probably had in a long time was able to put her feelings into words and tell us, thank you. When was that? Um, it actually hasn't been that long ago. It's probably been about six months since she reached out. She discharged probably over a year ago. And within six months, she had reached out to me and told me how grateful she is that I was in her life. Has the work ever gotten so heavy or hard that you thought maybe you can't do this? No. Why is that? You know, these kids, they are amazing. And I wake up every day wanting to come to work. There's never a day that I'm like, oh, I have to go to work. I have kids of my own, but these these kids are brilliant. They're creative. They teach me something every day. And I just, I love it. What is it that you love? I love that our missions and values we have at Youth Villages. I love that we do what we say we're going to do. We try and get children back to their families because that's, you know, the best environment for them. I just love being an advocate and teaching them things that they have never learned. Even outside of just being a nurse, um, we had one kid who came in. She was like 12, and she didn't know how to write her name. She didn't even know how to spell it. So me being me, okay, we're going to do this. And within three days, she's writing and spelling her name. Your aunt, she had, was it breast cancer? She had ovarian and breast cancer. Okay. Did this get instilled with you at a young age? It did. So in kindergarten, career day, I always dress up as a nurse, and then she got sick. And so during the summer times, I would go to her chemo treatments with her, and we would be together for long periods of time with nurses, and they just had compassion, and they were so warm and caring in, you know, tough situations. And it just really impacted me. So that shapes you? Yes. Early on? Mm -hmm. And that's what made you know that you wanted to be a nurse? Yes. What was it like having that desire to be a nurse and then going for 11 years not being a nurse? It was difficult. After I dropped out of school the first time, it was hard. I didn't know that I would ever finish school. Um, I just kind of settled for a while, and then something inside of me just sparked, and I was like, I have to do this. I'm going to do this. How'd you find Youth Villages? We finished nursing school. We were, we were taking our boards and stuff, and people were looking for jobs, and Youth Villages popped up, and I was like, hey, what's that? And it was like, psych, youth. And I was like, oh, that's right up my alley. Psych is my favorite subject, and kids are my favorite. So I applied, and I was just like, yes, this is going to be it. What about kids? Why? Um, I've always had a passion to want to work with kids. So I, I guess I would say when I was younger, my dream job would be to work at St. Jude. But... Since then, it has evolved, and it's just kids. They they just draw me to them. Like, they're so creative and smart, and especially these kids that we have, they just have something about them, like a, a spark that nobody sees that we find. Do you think others feel that, that you work with? 
Yes. Earlier in our time together, you were talking about how you feel this all the time, and you get energy out of it, their energy, and who they are, and their excitement. This resonated with you years ago, and it still helped you stay locked in on the work that you're doing. Did I hear that right? Yes, that's correct. What was your impression of Youth Villages when you got here six years ago? I did not know what I got myself into. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) My first day was definitely difficult. The kids gave me a hard time. Um, Can can you talk about it? Yeah. So um, my first day, I hadn't even went through orientation yet. So this is just on-the-job training. I get my key card and... Or I'm walking around with one of the nurses, and this girl comes up to me and was like, you're new here. And I was like, yeah. And she takes my key card. And I was like, oh, I'm fired. Here we go. I'm done for. Um, and she was like, just be careful. I wanted to teach you a lesson. So she gave it back, and my key card now stays in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so you had that experience early on. I did. First day. So you felt like you were going to get fired the first day. Yes, I did. <laughs> I just knew what I was done for. What's kept you here for six years and counting? What's kept me here? Knowing that I am making a difference, whether I feel it or not, I'm helping these kids. And when you get that letter or you get that phone call to say, thank you, that's my why. Why I stay, why I care. These kids are worth showing up for every day. What was your aunt like? Um, she was fun. I was older when she was more sick, but she was fun. She was compassionate. She was um, like a CNA, so she worked in a nursing home, and she took care of people. So it was hard for her to let people take care of her. She was stubborn. So she was a nurse herself? Yes. What would she say? She would be proud. I know she would because um, I always told her this I wanted to do something in the nursing field, she would definitely be proud. You said there's nine other nurses that Mm -hmm. work with you under your leadership? Yes. What are you most proud about them and what they're doing each day that may not get the recognition it deserves? They are innovative. They are always finding ways to do something different, do something new, try something. Have a really great group of nurses. Each day, they come in with positive attitudes. Just because we get to play with the kids. We get to play kickball. A couple weeks ago, we nursing did an ice cream social for the kids because their medication compliance was 100% for a whole month. We danced. We laughed. One of the nurses made, like, 10 boxes of brownies, and all the kids ate brownies. Like, they put their heart in it every day, and that's, what makes me proud because it's like I've rubbed off on them because the kids mean so much to me and they see how much I care and I'm never going to ask them to do something that I would never do. What do you want most for your team and for the years to come with your work? So a few of my nurses have been in there for the long haul with me for five years or so. So they've seen my ups, they've seen my downs What do you mean? Um, Like, I've had, like, you know, coming into management as new, I've never had that experience. So there's a few of them who learned with me, who, while I felt out my management style, and 
they've hung in there through it all. We've had some really challenging kids come through the doors, and they have been there. They've just stood beside me and just showed out with their skills and just loving on the kids and being there to support me also. What's it like speaking to somebody here that's in nursing school right now? And they're coming out, and I mean, there's opportunity everywhere. Everywhere. What about here, or what about this work? When I think about that, I would say, take the leap. Do it. Apply. Put your heart into it. You need to be very open-minded when you come here. You need to have a non-judgmental attitude. You need to be positive. Take the time to reflect on your bad days or your hard days and know that you are truly making a difference every single day, whether you know it or not. What do you see in the girls that you serve that maybe a lot of others can't or don't? Um, We see why they are the way they are. We dig deep. We spend time with them. We learn them. We learn like triggers, things that make them happy. We see them for who they are. We don't see them for their past or what they've done prior to Youth Villages. Is there another story that you can think of, of somebody coming in and seeing them and them getting taken care of and served well? Yes. We had this young little girl, um, sweet as pie, and she had so many medically complex things going on with her. She had a pain disorder, so she didn't feel pain. So we were able to expand our knowledge. Things I've never heard of, I've learned with this kid. She had many different complexities, and we were able to just dive in. My whole team, we just dove in, and we learned everything about what was going on with her. They never shied away. We gave it 100% every day we were with her. Um, She was more of a one-on-one care, like nursing care, So one of us was with her every day, and she could be so difficult with her challenging behaviors, plus her medically complex issues on top of that. But we learned, we expanded our knowledge, and we learned a lot from this kid, and she's doing well. We um, heard from her not long ago. I read where you said, that you enjoy the challenge and yet rewarding experience of working with our youth. That story right there, you said there were things that you hadn't seen before, but your whole team jumped in. And it seems, I can say this in my own life, and it seems like I know this in a lot of others, we want convenience. We want things to be easy. Is there anything that you can say as we close about, even though it might be harder, even though it might be more challenging, why it's worth it? to do whatever needs to be done to figure out how to give the person what they need. It is challenging. It is hard, but it is so rewarding. Every When I go home and lay my head on the pillow, I am completely satisfied with my job and what I have done and the impacts that I have made. You will have your hard days. That's at every job. But Youth Villages is where I want to be. It's amazing work that we do. 
even dealing with all the bad stuff, but the good stuff outweighs all of that every day. They are amazing, and they are just worth it, somebody giving them a chance. Thank you. This has been a privilege to be with you. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to do this. I know you you don't have a lot going on right now, so. No. (laughs) Just 64 kids. (laughs) Thank you, Lindsay. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. From Youth Villages, I'd like to say thank you for listening to this episode of Stronger Than You Think. And thank you, Latoria Jenkins, for sharing your story with us. For more information about careers with Youth Villages, visit www.youthvillages.org. That's youthvillages.org. We have also included resources in the show notes where you can find out more information about our programs. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to support the show, the best thing you can do is recommend it to a friend. Maybe share it with someone who you think might need it right now or is looking for their next career move. On behalf of Youth Villages, my name is Sam Coates, and I'm reminding you that you are stronger than you think. Before we go, here's a sneak peek at what's to come on our next episode with Youth Village's own Maggie Anglin. We'll see you back here then. To me, I felt like I wanted to help people the way that I was not helped. I think that mental health issues have come a long way from when I was younger, teenager, and all that kind of stuff. And that's just one of the things is that I just wanted to help and show families, you know, there's a stigma with the mental health, you know.